Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Stuck With You. It's basically been designed to either keep us busy while we're in self-isolation or send us completely insane. The concept is simple. I listen to one album at least once a day for seven days. You'll be hearing my entries here every day as I learn to live with the album. The first one up is Paris Hilton's 2006 record, Paris. It was the mega socialite's first foray into the music world, and while many thought it was going to be a laugh, she managed to actually bag some hits. That's really not enough, though, to guarantee that it's going to be in fit shape 14 years later, but we're going to see. Wish me luck, and see you on the other side. Day one. So, day one of listening to the album is over, and so far I'm a little bit scared about what the week holds for me. There are actually some good songs on this album. The lead single, Stars Are Blind, is a decent pop song. Nothing in This World is a great pop song, minus it's Dr. Luke co-produce. And Screwed is a really cool disco-sounding kind of song. The issue that seems to be popping up for me on most of the tracks is that Paris Hilton's voice is paper-thin, basically. And sometimes she's being mauled by the production, which makes it quite difficult to listen to, particularly on songs like I Want You and Heartbeat, which are proving to be the main problem areas for me right now. I'm still so interested about this record, though. I feel like we live in a time now where this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. You do get people like Vine stars and TikTok stars crossing over into the pop world, but they've usually got some kind of vocal backing behind them whereas Paris really had the socialite thing and she was also a businesswoman and the vocals seemed to come last to everything after that her voice is definitely the hardest pill to swallow on the whole album and I think that's what it's going to stop me from really loving it once the week is out not that I'm really expecting to fall in love with Paris the album but in a kind of Stockholm Syndrome way, I'm expecting to come around to some of the songs, maybe. I guess the positives of it are that it's well-produced. Scott Storch is on a lot of the songs, a lot of the hip-hop songs, and he brings some heavy beats to the table. Um, as mentioned, there's also Dr. Luke, which would have probably been a good thing back in 2006. Definitely not a good thing now. And that kind of money being thrown in it means that there's no really terrible songs on it, I don't think. I mean, the Rod Stewart cover of Do You Think I'm Sexy, we could have done without. But in terms of there being songs that are absolutely terrible in the way that Kim Kardashian's one and only foray into music was, there's nothing as bad as that. So I'm going to sit with it and see how we go. Right now, I'm going to say that the best songs are Stars Are Blind, obviously, Screwed, and Nothing In This World. But stay tuned, I might change my mind. Day two. We're back for day two and I'm actually feeling kind of rejuvenated about listening to this album today. I think that some of the songs have actually managed to stick with me overnight, particularly the disco-y ones, and I'm not going into it with as much trepidation as I did on day one. I think today what I want to do is go through track by track and let you know where I am at with all of them. And if you guys have also been listening to it, I want to know what your favorite songs are and which ones you're getting particularly stuck on right now. So turn it up the first song. Um, To me, her voice just sounds completely stretched on this track. It's a really overbearing hip hop number. And in terms of introducing us to the album, it doesn't really do much. I think this track leaked ahead of the 
album, if I remember correctly, and maybe made people laugh a little bit about it and maybe made some people excited. I can't imagine getting overly excited about this song and I don't think that I'm going to as I keep listening to this. Fighting Over Me is definitely the most hip-hop-centred track on the album. It features Jada Kiss and Fat Joe and they do most of the work on it. It's another Scott Storch production and I can tell that this one is eventually really going to get me as the week goes on. There's a really annoying piano loop that's kind of infuriating it's only made better by the fact that fat joe and jada actually bring decent verses considering the project they were on and it's quite impressive that storch managed to get them on it and paris's hook is not that bad again the vocals really shine through but i don't think you would see this as a particularly bad track stars are blind i'm going to touch on later as the week goes on but it's obviously a classic for anyone who was growing up in this period and knew the powers that Paris Hilton had as a socialite they'll kind of feel some kind of nostalgia for Stars of Blind and I definitely do it's amazing that they found a song that was so suitable for her less than envious vocal talents as I keep harping on about but they're not exposed here there's this weird island beat and she actually sounds like she's kind of leading the song and she's got some control over it I want you the only thing I've written down for it is is that a grease sample and I'm pretty sure it is and it's so cheesy and so infuriating and there's nothing that's kind of making me want to go back to this it's actually scaring me that I have to do it multiple times this week so I want you as a problem area right now I'm going to flag it as a problem area jealousy all I've written is nope um, she definitely needs to stay away from the rock vibes. If she can't handle a hip-hop beat, she definitely can't handle a kind of rock chorus. Her voice is just getting drowned out by the guitars. I think there's some relief in knowing that Paris obviously knew that this wasn't the angle for her because after that she went more into a dance area and definitely stayed away from that pop rock Kelly Clarkson, Katy Perry thing that was happening around the time. So she's obviously learning and I've got to give her props for that. Heartbeat is another one that I'm not particularly enjoying at the moment. It's like almost paper thin. The beat combined with her voice, it just exposes her like nothing else. She almost makes it sound okay. And then at the end of every note, she just goes a little bit awry and it just throws the entire thing. Nothing in this world, the second single off the album, is obviously a banger and I think is probably the best single on the entire album. I'm not sure why it wasn't the first single, but it really should have been. Um, somehow she handles the chorus, somehow she pulls it all off. And again, I know you can like lay a lot of heat on Paris Hilton, but considering that she was known as a socialite who couldn't sing, the fact that she managed to get together this full pop album and actually make it passable, she deserves a lot of applause for. So I'm going to give it to her for nothing in this world. Screwed, I actually feel like after listening to the Dua Lipa album, could have actually fit on there very well. And this is exactly the kind of area where she shines because it's like taps into that giddy kind of drunk vibe where she can slur her vocals, she can be a little bit ratchet and it's really fun and that's exactly the pocket where she should have been the whole time, I think. And it's something that she kind of picks up on when she covers the Rod Stewart song, Do You Think I'm Sexy?, which is the final track of the album and one that I'm surprisingly starting to find kind of endearing. It definitely sounds like bad karaoke, but there's something 
that I'm gravitating towards in this because it kind of brings out her personality better than the rest of the songs. Going back to Not Leaving Without You, she tries on a bit of country, which is very odd in a record that mostly operates in the dance and hip-hop world. Um, But, you know, it's not the worst song on the album, and she was kind of combining dance and country before Avicii or Casey Musgraves were, so congrats to her. Turn You On is I just can't get out of my head that it's an interlude for every episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. These kind of beats kind of do her her voice more justice, but it's so early 2000s that it's just completely nostalgic and just makes me think of every reality TV show that was born in that era. Make of that what you will, that might make you hate it. It kind of makes me come around to it more than the other songs. So day two, I would say I'm at about a 5 out of 10 enjoyment level with this album. I'm not fearing it as much as I was on day one, and dare I say I'm impressed by some of the moments. Day three. Day three, I've been lucky enough to wake up in a mood where I'm not particularly up for the Paris Hilton album today. It's not that I didn't kind of form a bond with it yesterday. I'm just feeling like I'm not in the mood to hear kind of half-cut pop songs, but it's the nature of this, so I'm going to go through with it. I'm actually just going to talk about Stars Are Blind today because I don't think I have the energy within me to do the rest of the album, Um, and it's blowing my mind thinking about the song, actually. The biggest socialite in the world, who really has no prior singing experience, releases this island-flavoured bop, if we're thinking about what the most popular music around in, is in 2006, it's ballads and Timbaland-produced bops, Paris comes through with this bonkers single with a beat that may be the only beat in the world that isn't overbearing for her voice. The song went top 10 all around the world, basically, reaching number 7 in Australia, which is by any measure a successful single. The producer behind the single, Garabay, had basically not produced for any big names and since then he's produced for Gaga, Nicki Minaj, Sia and heaps more. So that's Paris's influence right there. Obviously the album didn't do incredibly well, but based on the strength of Stars Are Blind alone, I really think there was scope for Paris to build as a pop star even more on a second album, as scary as some of you may think that sounds. In terms of the other singles, the other songs on the album just quickly today heartbeat is proving again particularly difficult to listen to her voice sounds strung out and it's just way slower than anything on this album should have been jealousy again is just doing my head in and i don't know why but still again do you think i'm sexy seems to be some kind of relief at the album i'm actually looking forward to it when i'm listening to the album Um, And then when I get there, it's about half as good as I remembered. It's also setting in that I've committed to doing this every week with a different album. um, And what if they're not as kind to me as Paris is being to me right now, which is still not that kind, but I feel like I could get even worse. So I'm going to think about what kind of torture I can put myself through next week. Day four. Day four of the album and we're still kicking along. Um, I've just come to the end of my listen for today and I actually want to talk a little bit about the disco influences on 
the album. So Rob Cavallo produced Screwed, and I think he was meant to produce the entire album. But she met with Scott Storch and decided to change direction. But I actually think she should have kept with the disco style of it. It awards her the most space to have fun, which is where this record really shines if you can go that far. Screwed is just the perfect song for her. I actually found out today that it was meant to be the lead single off an album by Hayley Duff. But Paris got to it instead and there was a big legal battle over it. And to be honest, I would probably fight for this song too. All the songs that are tinged with disco kind of work. Screwed, Not Leaving Without You, I Want You, Nothing In This World, Do You Think I'm Sexy. They're the songs where her personality comes out a little bit and her weak voice isn't kind of crowded by overproduction. I think Screwed in particular is the one that I keep coming back to because I think it's kind of fun that she took that idea of kind of like being the celebrity known for a sex tape and turned it into this really bonkers hook on this love drunk disco banger. Quick recap on my favorites and least favorites. Right now, my least favorite is Turn It Up, um, basically because of the Scott Storch production, which is just really overbearing. And my favorite is obviously Screwed. I think I Want You deserves a mention from me as well, because it was one of my big least favorites at the beginning and now I'm kind of coming around to it. Day five. Day five and got to be honest, this album is kind of waning on me. I'm not a big one to listen to albums over and over again anyway. So the fact that I've had to listen to this one in particular five days in a row is, I don't want to say grating, but it's not the most pleasurable experience at the moment. I will say this today, and I'm going to keep it quite short, but I feel like this album maybe came a little bit too early for Paris. I feel like if she'd waited a little bit longer, she may have actually done really well because this was just on the precipice of EDM starting to blow up. She didn't end up doing really well in the DJ world, but it's interesting that her pop project came just before that genre really popped off on the charts. And She did do well with her DJ career, but it was really not driven by any hits that she had unless people were going to see her to see Stars Are Blind for shits and giggles. She's far more suited to that EDM aesthetic and there's not really a dance tune on this entire album, which seems bizarre to me. That's basically it from me today. It's the weekend and talking about Paris, the album is surprisingly not an overly calming activity. Quickly, Nothing in This World is my favourite today because I think it's a genuinely brilliant pop song. Day six. Day six, and I'm actually starting to get kind of deep into this album. I've started doing some Googling. I've started doing some research, and I'm starting to get behind where Paris was at in this time in her life. It actually seems that Paris pitched this album as a bit of a feminist statement at the time. In an interview with The Guardian, she said, Yeah, it's sexier when a girl is flirty, but she doesn't do anything. I think women should be confident and strong, and they often underestimate themselves. That was said specifically about the song Turn You On, which features a line, just because I dance with you doesn't mean you're getting some. And you know what? Laugh all you want about this album, but that's a great line, packed with a sort of snappy one-line feminism that is all over Dua Lipa's future nostalgia. I'm a businesswoman, a brand, an, on, an entertainer. I love to work. I love to do lots of projects at once. People can't believe how hard I worked, she said in the same interview. Granted, she had a leg up thanks to her family, but Paris was one of the first to do the whole thing, the whole turning her reality into a career. 
A music career to her didn't seem to be as much about making the greatest album of all time as it was about making a sensible business decision. Pop was driven by celebrities in the early 2000s more so than ever, and Paris rightly capitalised on that. It boosted her status as an icon, and it left her with a few songs that people are still remembering today. So with that said, I would say I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the Paris album today and almost congratulatory. Day 7. I've pressed play on the album for the last time in this challenge, and I'll be putting the Paris Hilton album to bed for a little while, I think. Will I be returning to it? No, probably not. But I have to say, it hasn't been as painful as I thought it would be. It's honestly a very passable pop album, with some really sunny moments, alongside some not-so-great moments. I'm going to go through each song and let you know where I ended up with each of them. Turn it up, the opener. I didn't like it at the start and I still don't like it. Overall, I don't think the Scott Storch beat suits her at all. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Fighting Over Me. I actually completely forgot this one existed every single day. Maybe because it's track 2 and by the end of the album you've had to go through a lot. I think I've barely spoken about it on the podcast and that's probably going to remain. It's fine and I give it a 5 out of 10. Stars Are Blind, the big single, I went in with adoration for this song and I'm leaving with it. A beacon of light throughout this trying listening experience and an 8 out of 10. I Want You is the one that I was initially really put off by because of the grease sample and maybe it was a case of Stockholm Syndrome, but I learned to really like it. If I had to assess it purely on quality, it would be a 2 out of 10, but I came to enjoy it, so I'm leaving it at a 6. Jealousy, still very close to being my least favourite of the whole album, and it has been the whole time I've had to listen to it. Apparently it was about Nicole Ritchie, and I think Nicole Ritchie would have actually won in this pop battle. 3 out of 10. Heartbeat probably ended up being my least favourite in the end. A no-frills light version of Time After Time that is paper-thin in every single way. A 3 out of 10. Nothing in this world the song that should have been the lead single in my opinion, a vibrant, charismatic bop that captures all of Paris's most likeable traits, a 9 out of 10. Screwed is one that I probably gave the most airtime to over the week, and it's another one of my favourites, obviously. I listened to it a few times on some of the days, and I'm happy to admit that. It takes the whole sex scandal narrative and twists it for a home benefit, and it's an easy 9 out of 10. On to Not Leaving Without You, one that I kept forgetting about through the whole experience, a country-tinged disco-driven bop that almost gets there, and I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Turn You On I liked more when I looked into the lyrics, but it still sounds like a cheap reality TV show interlude, and that's a 4 out of 10. The stunning finale, Do You Think I'm Sexy, the Rod Stewart cover. I don't know if I've got mad, but I've never really got sick of this one. It's a bit of fun. Please don't make me explain it anymore. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. And finally, that's it. We're going to say goodbye to Paris and I'm going to enter into a new week where I've decided that we'll be listening to Katy Perry's fourth album, Witness. It's an album that I widely documented my hatred for, so I'm interested to see if I've come round to it in the context of now rather than when she released it. Tweet us or Instagram us if you're going to join and we'll get through this together. Thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll still have my sanity when you hear me again next week after I've listened to the Katie album.